Growing up in England, Peter Wren and his family were visited every morning by a ball of light that moved from one end of the family kitchen to the other. This happened every morning for years. Rather than be afraid, though, Peter developed a lifelong interest in the paranormal, leading him all over the world investigating every kind of alleged haunting imaginable. He and his fellow investigators have hunted for spirits in castles, prisons, homes, hotels, and museums. Well, Peter Wren and Jason Hewlett, they recently came together to author a new book entitled I Want to Believe, One Man's Journey into the Paranormal. It chronicles Peter's most frightening cases during his 27 years as a paranormal investigator. The book is now available on Amazon and at Barnes & Noble for less than $18. And the pair join me now. Peter, Jason, thank you guys so much for the time. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So, yeah, Peter, awesome. yeah, yeah, well, it's been, uh, you know, a month and a half since I had you guys on, right? You were on for my Halloween show. We talked a little bit about this project at that point in time. So, uh, Peter, I'll just start with you, and, and we'll kind of recap some of what we talked about last time you were with me. But just, uh, you know, 27 years of paranormal, um, you know, hunting, if you will, that's a lot to try to put into one book. So we'll start with the process of actually writing this. How difficult was it for you to, to compile all your stories into one um, nice piece that people can now go out and purchase? It was actually, uh, it was actually pretty difficult because um, obviously over the years, a lot of the investigations I've attended, not so much the sites, but a lot of the uh, activity has kind of been re repetitive. And uh, it's really... Um, I'm thankful for the, 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 the people I have around me that were, were actually with me on these investigations that provided me the information that I required to, you know, comp compile all this information for the book. What would be one highlight here? And, uh, you know, it's a, a new book here. So people who are out there thinking about maybe going out and buying and supporting a, a local author here, a, a local ghost hunter like yourself, what would be like one of the highlights you think that people would really pull from this? I don't want you to give too much away because, you know, we want people to go out and read it. But, you know, is there one story that maybe stands out that you think people will really uh, be drawn to? Uh, there's a couple of uh, additions in there regarding a couple of historical sites in England. That I, uh, one was Warwick Castle and the other one was uh, London Dungeons, which was uh, in Tui Street. Um, like central London, and um, there's a number of memorable activity moments in, in that are illustrated in the book. Um, there was um, uh, one one of the uh, one of the members of my team got uh, got a hand pat, uh, touched on his shoulder, and we could hear children laughing and screaming and uh, running around upstairs on the uh, in the London dungeons as well. Um, and uh, in Warwick Castle, probably the most memorable thing was. Actually, in the Bear Tower, which is on the southeast side of the uh, of the site, uh, we actually saw an arm about 20 feet up hanging out of a wall, like a disembodied arm of a ghost. And it was just it was just totally weird, and it just kind of threw us sideways. So that's just one of the few things. How do you see stuff like that and not completely be terrified and, and run away? I mean, that sounds awful, if you ask me. I'll, I'll be honest with you, Jeff, we was. Um, it's just that uh, I get very, very excited at the same time. <laughs> I get scared at the same time. A lot of investigators have been doing it for X amount of time, always say, you know, they're, they're not scared or anything like that. Um, I think a lot of it scares probably the wrong word, wrong terminology. I get very apprehensive in certain, in certain situations. 
um, things like that. When, when I saw the arm uh, coming out the wall, the, my first reaction was run. Uh, I didn't actually run, thankfully, because it was, uh, it was, I think it was the early hours of the morning and we didn't have any flashlights or anything like that. So I couldn't really see where I was going to be running to, but I was definitely out of there quick, quick time. <laughs> now, Jason, how long have you been actually uh, working with Peter? I know you've done a number of, of, of haunts with him as well. Um, so just what, what is your timeline like here in all of this? Well, I met, I didn't really meet Peter actually until 2019, but we were, became acquainted a couple of years earlier than that. Uh, just because of life and, and Peter had some health issues that prevented us from kind of working together until then. But I mean, so good, almost a good two years. And we packed a lot into those two years in terms of like doing investigations and, and working on, you know, our YouTube project and then ultimately this book. So, but I've been kind of interested in the paranormal all my life and did investigations on my own, you know, starting in 2003 up until I joined uh, Vancouver Paranormal in 2017 when I started doing it, I guess you could say in a more quote unquote professional manner. So, so Jason, obviously you were you were helping to write. I want to believe here, one man's journey into the paranormal. So, as you were going through the process of of talking to Peter, you know, getting some of his older stories, right? Like, obviously, you've been apart for a couple of years, so you know what happened then. But I'm sure when we're looking back over a 27 year history, there must have been some stories where Peter was telling you where you said, "I I can't believe, I want to believe, but I can't believe." Was there anything where where you were kind of listening to him talk and just say, "Wow, I can't believe uh, that happened," and I wish it was a part of it. Yeah, well, there is, there's one that kind of opens the book um, where Peter's talking about this residential haunting down, I think it was in Delta, where this, this family had activity going on and their young daughter was seeing something. And, and Peter talks about actually seeing this black mass shape and then basically not knowing what to do. So he walked into it. And I would have loved to have been there for that moment, just to, to see something like that. And, and the whole case kind of became very, as we talk about in the book, like it tied back into an actual newspaper story that was published. And so there was a lot of stuff that supported what he was, what he discovered through his investigation, what the family was telling him. And that doesn't happen very often. So when it does, it's a great moment. So that would have been a cool to be a part of that, that investigation for sure as well as another one that I won't get into too much, but Peter does investigative work for an ordained exorcist out of Washington State. And there's a story about, you know, a possible case of possession that he was investigating that I, I just find fascinating because I know I can speak for Peter, neither he nor I really believe in demons or things like that, but just to kind of go through this process of what would go on, because everybody knows what they think an exorcism is and what happened. So that, that was an interesting story to hear about. And, you know, it would have been cool to be there firsthand to see it. Well, I'm definitely interested in, in reading more about that. Now, uh, Peter, of course, we're talking about a pretty extensive background here. Like I keep mentioning, 27 years as a paranormal investigator. You've spent time in England. You've spent time in B.C. We're here in B.C. right now talking in Kamloops. You guys live in Kamloops. Um, sort of what is um, the local complement in this book? Like, is it more focused on B.C.? Is it, uh, you know, sort of all over the place? Uh, just curious if, if, you know, there's people out there who are really interested in the paranormal. They live in the interior of B.C. Are there going to be a lot of stories for them to, to kind of look into and say, oh, maybe I can go check that out now that I know a little bit more about the story? Yeah, there's, there's a couple of sites. Um, there's a couple of sites that are brought up in BC um, that are definitely in the book. Um, there, there is there is a lot of other sites that are scattered throughout the world because I, I lived in Australia for about three years as well, and um, 
I was very fortunate to investigate a couple of uh, so-called Hornets, allegedly Hornet sites out there as well. So uh, they, I, I have uh, Fremantle Prison, which is illustrated in the book as well, which was crazy, crazy experience for me as well. Uh, and uh, my places in England as well. I didn't really touch too much on New Zealand when I was out there as well, but um, maybe that'd be for the next book. Well, I'm sure you got more than enough stories to compile the second book, that's for sure. Um, we're sitting here, it's December the 15th, and uh, just to try to make it somewhat holiday-themed, because I don't know how much the paranormal activity world um, you know, applies to Christmas, but at the same point in time, there are a number of, of Christmas stories that involve ghosts, right? Ghosts of Christmas past, Christmas present. Just wanted to get your thoughts on this time of year. Do you ever find that maybe there's uh, a little bit more paranormal activity this time of year? I know it's a, it's a time when a lot of people, you know, they, they're not always happy. It's supposed to be the joyous time of year, but for a lot of people, it's the opposite, and so so I'm sure that uh, that leads to some ghost activity happening. And I'm just curious if December is a month where you maybe notice a little bit more stuff. Well, at the moment, because of COVID, uh, you can throw that kind of statistic out the window because uh, everything's kind of all over the map in regard to that. But uh, historically, um, over Christmas time, yes, we generally get more inquiries then because people are more home, home longer than what they are during the daytime. Uh, obviously, you know, doing a nine-to-five work, that kind of thing. Um, it, it, it is kind of our peak period, and uh, it, it, but you know, obviously, with family commitments and stuff like that, we have to kind of bypass our investigations until the new year. Well, I'm sure you're very much anxiously looking forward to getting back into the field and, and continuing in this work and, and being prepared for book number two. Uh, just while I have you, I'll, I'll leave it on this, but uh, I'll get each of you to make a quick pitch to everybody out there. Why is this something that they should go out, snatch up, purchase, and uh, give it a read? We'll start with Jason. I just think it's a, it's a I'll spell too much harder, but I think it's, it's well-written and entertaining to read. Uh, Peter has some great stories to tell, and he told them really well, which made writing it very easy. Uh, you know, and he, he's a local guy living in Kamloops, um, you know, raises a family here, and it's, just, it's, a good, it's a good fun story, and I think it makes a good uh, Christmas present for that lovable weirdo in your family. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, Peter, we'll get you to follow that up. How, why do you think people should pick this one up? Uh, it's it basically uh, the whole book contents derives of um, probably one of my you know a few of my most memorable locations I investigated. Um, what's solely um, true about the book is that there's multiple witnesses, credible witnesses that are mentioned throughout the book as well. So it's not just a, a book of alleged ghost stories and stuff like that. There are actual facts and some research in regarding validating some of my claims in there as well. Um, it's no, it's good. It's uh, I'm very pleased with what uh, Jason and I have produced. Well, it's uh, it's a big moment for sure, and uh, you just launched here over the weekend, and I know you've already sold more than a more than a few copies, so you're clearly getting some momentum here, and hopefully that'll continue now that uh, we got the word out here on Radio NL. Thank you so much for joining me, guys. Appreciate the time, and best of luck. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. All right, that's Jason Hewlett and Peter Wren, authors of the new book. I want to believe one man's journey into the paranormal. Yeah, again, that book chronicles Peter's most frightening cases during his 27 years as a paranormal investigator. And that book is going to take you all over the world. It'll start, uh, you know, in his childhood home in Britain. It'll take you over to Australia, take you into the interiors of B.C. and into the mainland as well. So taking you all over the place, it's something... Uh, I'm definitely going to pick up and give a read at some point here in the not-too-distant future myself.
Book available on Amazon and at Barnes & Noble for less than $18. $17.90 is the actual listing price.